you've tuned back in to the most incendiary show on the radio, the Clay Edwards Show, the number one talk show in central Mississippi in the morning times right here on WYAB. This segment brought to you by friends down at Mercy House Teen Challenge, Teen Adult and Teen Challenge Auto Center, a.k.a. Mercy House Auto Center. Dot com guys are you in the market for a you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle something in the ten thousand dollar to twenty thousand dollar range check out mercy house teen challenge they will get you covered today you can shop them online at mercyhouseautocenter.com and boom you will be ready to go they got something in every price range Sorry, I haven't sent somebody the phone number here. Uh, they got something available in every price range and every credit range. Are you uh, are you kind of on the struggle bus with your credit? Well, we've all been there, and they can got they got something for everybody. They have financing options for all credit situations. Just give them a call today and let them see what they can do for you. Whether you are coming out of a bankruptcy or you got eight hundred credit score. They, they again. They can help you out through all different aspects of that. I just uh, this is just my twelve years in the car business telling you this. If you if you got bad credit, you're gonna have to have some money down. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. You can't have bad credit and no money down. It, it don't work like that. Unfortunately, it just it's. I always make this analogy, and people get mad at me, but get as mad as you want. That's what I do around here. You can't be ugly. And rude. You got to have a redeeming quality. You need cash or good credit. <laughs> that was unofficial there. That, the ad read was over when I said that. I just want to make that clear. All right. We, uh, we have got a special guest on the phone here. Uh, we've got a little uh, bit of a celebrity, Miss Heather Smith. You've seen her on Naked and Afraid as well as more. She has a very popular social media platform, Heather Smith Outdoors. Heather, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Clay? I'm doing good. Sorry, I, I tried to have you on hold there, but we, we're live, so we are on the radio. Um, oh no, no, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with my hands. Oh no, you're all, all good, all good. I appreciate you calling in this morning. <laughs> I, I kind of teased it a little in the first hour. I said we may have a special guest call in for a minute in hour two, and uh, I just told people I said if it doesn't happen, just pretend I didn't say that. Um, Heather, right. I was... I, nothing, nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah. So Miranda Gladney, you know, is actually one of my best friends. And so I, I posted on my social media that I was going to be on here and she said, Oh my goodness, two villains on one show. Awesome. Awesome, man. We, we love yeah. our listeners. Hey, so I was trying to get a crash course. I mean, I follow you on social media, so I know a little bit about you. I was trying to get a crash course, uh, when I Googled you and uh, there is another Heather Smith you may or may not be aware of. Uh, no, no. Uh, well, I Googled Heather Smith naked trying to get naked and afraid and oh yeah yeah there's a yeah yeah, yeah and i just think yeah. that would that would be enough i wouldn't have to type the whole thing out and i got a whole nother heather smith <laughs> yeah, yeah no i know i had i had a stalker actually that followed the show that was uh that, that actually started stalking my kids uh because of the, the first episode of the show and uh it got a little crazy she was posting a bunch of crazy stuff and unfortunately she she also got me confused with the uh, with the other Heather Smith, and so she was posting all this crazy stuff about about me, but she was it was about the other girl, that one that was in the adult film industry, 
And <laughs> and then uh, and then, but unfortunately, she did figure out. You know, she she did come over here. She drove nine hundred seventy six miles here. That's crazy. Look on, on a on a you know obviously on a different level, but when people drag your kids into it, it don't matter if it's local radio or international TV. It gets personal real quick. Uh, I've got a I've got a crazy stalker up here that disagrees with my political beliefs, and um, he was posting pictures of my kid and stuff on his social media and all that. I had put a put yeah, a screeching awesome. halt to it real so, quick. Uh, it's actually really bad. They, the state of Texas actually filed felony charges on her for stalking and intimidation. When they, she crossed the line, when she involved the children, and and that's that's. That's the problem there, and um, and she claims to actually be a family member of one of the cast members that was on the show with me. So uh, the um, it is absolutely uh, when they when family member or you know when when they go after your children, that that's you know whether or not I consented to be on a reality television show and and put myself out there, you know at no point is it okay for any person of sound mind would know not to involve minor children. Yeah, I'm I'm Teflon, but you leave my family out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the same way here. I think it's ridiculous to go after minor children. I think, any, again, I think any, anyone of sound mind or, you know, that is, is sane knows that, you know, minor children are not involved. It's those that are, are not well or need to be medicated or, you know, need some sort of uh, professional help are the only kind of individuals that will bring children into anything. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, you, you're you're good friends with one of my lifelong good friends, Miss Ashley Deadeye Jones. I saw that y'all recently mm-hmm. went on a, a road trip adventure that I was so jealous because that's when I started following you. Is Ashley had told me about you, and I'd watch some of the show, but I didn't necessarily put two and two together. So then I was like, oh, okay, well, this is the girl from the TV show. And, mm-hmm. man, y'all went all over. I would say just the southeast, but y'all were kind of everywhere, man. Tell us about that. Yeah, we were Where's Waldo of the, of the south, so – we we started a super epic adventure, and my kids were out on break too. And so um, we went down to the Louisiana Neutral Rodeos where we started it off. Uh, Robbie Carter, that does the Mississippi Goldfish Classic, actually lives in uh, Ocean City, Mississippi, um, is a very good friend of mine. And I kind of roped him into the Louisiana uh, to the uh, Neutral Rodeo last year. And uh, right before we were supposed to go last year, I actually left to go film Naked and Afraid Castaways. But at the time, I couldn't tell anybody what I was doing. I just had to say. Hey, take my airboat. I gotta go. Can't tell you where I'm gonna be. I'll see you next month. Yeah. And he's like, "What?" I was like, "Just go." And so uh, apparently, when I came back from filming, he had taken over as running running the tournament, you know, with Squirrel and some other people that have it. And and so this year, he's like, "Okay, you got me roped in. You got to come down." So uh, Ashley and I went down, and, and we participated in the neutral rodeo. And uh, it was freezing. It was a blast. Uh, pun intended. Uh, we definitely helped do land management when it comes to the invasive species of nutra and hog. Met scale crackers, had a big nutra cook-off there. Uh, they did a big rat toss. Um, and then we did we went red fishing with Fish Intimidator Lodge, amazing place. Um, and I love Ron and Shelly. Uh, and we brought the kids out. And then we went up to New Orleans. A good friend of mine is Chef Charmaine uh, Benson. Uh, her family owns the, um, what you know, is the the NFL Saints. Yes. Um, and so Charmaine is a private chef. So a few weeks ago, Ashley, I had surprised Ashley and went, went to dinner over at, at Charmaine's house, and she cooked for us. Well, this time, she we brought our kids with us, and she brought our daughters in and actually did a culinary class with our daughters. And so Ashley got to, and I got to sit down, and our daughters cooked, learned how to make a uh, a Creole gumbo, 
of rue and all and and the trinity and, and made us a gumbo and made us uh, red beans and rice and brought it into us and then taught us the history on both of the dishes and that was pretty cool they learned that from chef charmaine um, and then we did a cemetery tour uh and this is our second ghost tour that we've done in new orleans uh, we've done one already with witches through tours which is like the number one ghost tour in in the country i did not know that and uh then so Ashley and I went and checked it out again a few weeks ago on that first trip from New Orleans. And we were so fascinated by how historical the tour was. It wasn't, it's not just a ghost tour. Like we were learning about the architecture of the city. And it was just so fascinating to learn so much about the city through this tour. And I, we just thought it would be great to bring our children to let them learn because it's fun at the same time. And, and that's what we did. We did a cemetery tour and we learned so much and the kids were blown away. We were blown away. We were blown away at some of even the headstones. Like, you know, they, they call them the cities of the dead, right? New Orleans, you know, they're buried above ground. Well, uh, that term actually came from Mark Twain. I did not know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. So Mark Twain came down on this new invention called the steamboat when he lived up in Missouri, you know, and he would go down to New Orleans and visit, and he went and saw uh, the cemeteries, and he came back, and he said, I just got back from visiting the cities of the dead, because it all looks like little little you know buildings, you know? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's now been referred to the cities of the dead. Mark Twain came up with that saying, but we were looking at one. I even took a picture of one of the headstones that says, I wasn't finished. Like, that's what they wrote on their I wasn't finished? Headstone. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, what? You know, that was weird. And, and then another one was like my last brother, you know, and it was like, you know, it was brother number seven or something. And we're like, and he didn't even have his name on there. It just had my last brother, you know. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we were, it was a little a little bizarre to look through all of that stuff. Yeah, and then ba- you see like. Uh, back during you know, COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? I, I was going to say, back during, yeah. back during COVID, when everything was kind of shut down, you know, I, this is kind of how I got into the radio stuff and doing podcasts and social media and urban exploration. It all started with, like, urban exploration, and I saw how bad a shape everything was in here in my hometown of Jackson. But it really, the, the, the nexus of it was, I've always kind of had a fear, like, I think of most rational people, of cemeteries. But it was something about it. I decided to, I wanted to learn how to fly my drone. And I was like, I'm going to go to a cemetery. Nobody will bother me there. You know, and um, I just got to walking around these old historic cemeteries around here and just kind of fell in love with these places and just like reading the headstones. And there was like 100 percent just at peace. It wasn't like the spooky thing. I wouldn't want to be there at nighttime, mainly because it was in Jackson, more so than the cemetery. I didn't want to become the next permanent guest there. But just walking around and seeing all the the old headstones dating back to the 1800s and some of the historical families, even up here in like central Mississippi, it was just really Cool, and I haven't done it, you know, in a while. But like the the Civil War headstones and all that stuff, it's it's really neat. I do want to do the New Orleans when that sounds phenomenal. Oh, it was phenomenal! Witchesburg Tour actually puts on an amazing tour. And I mean, for example, here's something I didn't know. Do you know that Metallica, the song for whom the bell tolls, actually is about? Okay, so back in the day they would accidentally bury people that were still alive, right? And so what they did is they put, like, a hole in there with a string, and they would have, that's how the term night watch came on, because the night watch would be there, and they would people would ring the bell, right, when they, if they were still alive and they were accidentally buried alive, right? So for whom the bell tolls is actually, that's what that was named about. Uh, That that song is actually after those, for people that were, you know, back in that era, and the night watcher who would sit there and listen for the bell to, to people, 
for the people that you passed on, you know, and that would actually be resurrected rather and, than dying in a, in a coffin. And there's the nexus of all of our fears of being buried alive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's, I mean, I, I've done some pretty crazy stuff, as you know, I think everybody's seen. And so, uh, that's, that's a fear. Definitely. I think a fear of mine. I mean, I've, I've been chased by hippos. I've had to, I woke up with a puff adder on my back. You know, I've had some other crazy stuff. I had to swim through saltwater crocs and been eaten alive by bugs. But, um, you know, being in a box, you know, buried alive is, is obviously a fear of this. How do you get out of that? You know, unless you unless you can Bruce Lee it, you know? And no doubt. That's that, that's a scary, scary thought. Um, So, Heather, what's up next for you? Anything you can talk about? Yeah, I do have some really cool stuff coming up. Well, I mean, we weren't even done. Hold on, let me tell you about the rest of the tour. So okay. After we, we we left the cemetery tour, then we went back out to Venice, and um, I we went offshore. We went out with Superstar Charters, and it was epic. Like the water was like glass, and we went out probably eighty to hundred miles. And I knew that it was uh, Red's first time, aka Ashley, you know, first time to to get on a yellowfin. So. We hooked up. We threw a topwater popper coming across because they were busting everywhere. From I mean, as far as you could see, giant. I'm talking giant yellowfin were just jumping out of the water. It was insane. I've never seen. I mean, I've seen a feeding frenzy. I've seen, you know, this never like this. I'm talking as far as I could see in every direction. And even when the, the boat would go, we would go down a couple miles, it was still going on. It was it was almost as if I was like, oh, my gosh, I died and went to heaven, and this is my version of heaven, you know? Absolutely. And it was gorgeous. So we, she hooked up with, like, a 180-pound uh, tuna first, and then it was so big that it broke the guides off of the rod. And uh, then the second one came up, and, and then I just told her to go ahead, you know, take my turn because I know she – I wanted her to catch the elephant. And so um, – in fact, we did get a 140-pound yellowfin on, on deck, which was an epic fish. And then you saw her eat the heart because, it's, you know, tradition is if you don't eat the heart of your first yellowfin, you'll never catch another one. Well, that explains and, why I did not catch another one. I was not aware. Yeah, my, there my, you go. My, there my, you go. My, my, my captain did not tell me of this, uh, of this tradition. Yeah, it is a ritual. It is a very much a superstitious ritual that you have to eat the heart of it. And so... Uh, we ate the heart, and then we came in, and then we took off, and the next day we went over to Abbeville, and we went out, and we went crawfishing in Abbeville. We saw how bad the impact of the drought really is. Um, I've been wondering we, about we, that. Yeah. We, we brought the littles out with us on a little uh, boat. We went out to catch traps, and normally it takes 10 to 15 traps to fill up a sack. And we checked 150 traps, and we got three-fourths of a sack. Wow. Yeah, it is really bad. Man, look, really I, I've bad. got several friends that own the kind of crawfish bars and stuff up here in the yeah. central Mississippi area. And, I mean, I, look, I've been praying for them because, I mean, this is their one time of the year to, to make their money for the year because most of these places aren't really, you know, 52-week-a-year businesses. Right, and, right, right. and and to get punched in the gut, I'm afraid we may end up losing some of these places if uh, if they can't figure out a way to to shift. Yeah, it's very seasonal, and unfortunately, I mean, we're seeing a lot of that that problem over here too. You know, and and, and what's really sad is you know the crabs. I, I mean, and this is going outside of our territory, but you know the crabs are bad up at the Bering Sea, so they they shut down crabbing season this year 
in Alaska, which they did that the year before, too. And so between the crabs and the, the crawfish, you know, uh, the seafood industry is taking just a massive hit, right? You know, so uh, it's very sad to see. But um, from there, after we finished in Abbeville, we shot up to Texarkana, and then uh, my friend Charlie Farley, who's a country rapper, country singer, he's, he lives up there. He went to his house. And Belant, my co-star from uh, Naked and Afraid, he flew in. And we all went kayaking with all of our kids. How was that? Fun? That was amazing. So I'm sponsored by Hoodoo. I absolutely love Hoodoo. Uh, we've got Charlie on with the Hoodoo team now. And now Ashley's coming on with, with Hoodoo as well. And they're the pedal kayak. So they said I was there one minute, and then I was just – I had booked it across the lake already. I was just already – got me a little Red Bull and, and started pedaling like I was on a bike, and then I disappeared with me and my little fishing pole in my, my kayak. <laughs> hey, Heather, do you have time to do another segment with us? Yeah, sure. Look, I, I got to take a break real quick. Just stay on hold. As soon as we come back, I, I want to hear the end of the trip, and I want to see what you got working for us next. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We've got Naked and Afraid star Heather Smith on the line with us. We're going to come back. When, uh, we'll have Heather for more. Stay tuned. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Before we get back to our guest, real quick, this segment brought to you by, you just heard the ad right there, Stonington Farm Beef, locally raised right here in Mississippi, grass-fed, grass-finished, 100% mRNA, antibiotic, and steroid-free, Mississippi-raised red meat, son. Some good beef. Uh, They come up here to central Mississippi once a month. You can also order online, and you can go by and pick it up. I think they can ship, too. But if you want to get it from them fresh, they come up here once a month. They have three local delivery areas, Florence, Ridgeland, and Brandon. almost forgot the town I live in. <laughs> so check them out, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's, and experience the grass-fed difference. You can order everything from one pound of hamburger meat all the way up to a whole cow package. You'll need to contact them for pricing and availability. That is Stonington Farm, the grass-fed difference. All right, back to our guest. We've got Naked and Afraid star Miss Heather Smith here, uh, avid outdoorsman as well. Um, Heather's been telling us about a trip that her and a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, Miss Ashley Deadeye Jones, our very own local celebrity with a swamp people that they recently went on and Man, it just sounds like I'm envious. You know, I've been wanting to get away and do a just a tour like that, just a trip, just no holes barred, got to kind of go do everything for years and years and years. But uh, you know, as life goes, I haven't always been able to get away to do it. So I'm kind of living vicariously through Heather and Ashley as they've been on this this road trip throughout the southeast and to experience all these awesome things. Ashley, I mean Heather, I'm sorry. Did uh did, did we get to the end of the trip with the uh, with the kayaking? We did. We did. We finally did. We were going to go one more place. My kids were like, Mom! Like, they were just fun. And then Ashley went home, and she went, went crappie fishing. I was so jealous she got to go get some sockeye. But uh, it, it, you know you did really good when you, your kids are looking at you and they're wiped out, you know? Yeah. And you and you didn't go. There's no video games involved. It's completely outdoors activities. And they're like, I just want to take a nap. When you out-kid your kids, it's a good day. It's a great day. It's a great day. I love it. I'm all about Xboxes, not over tackle boxes. I mean, I mean, tackle boxes over Xboxes. You know, and I, I think I had some people giving me flack this morning because I said that, and they're like, oh, bull crap, I played video games. I didn't say no video games. 
I just said we need more tackle boxes over Xboxes. Uh, Agree. You know, it's, you know, you don't need to be completely pasty, right? You don't have to have a hunchback. You can get out and look at the. There's a cool thing outside called the sun. You know, you get a little vitamin D from it. You know, from being seeing it. So it's a good thing. So, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and you do not have to answer this. I know it's inappropriate to ask a woman her age, but I'm guessing I'm 46. I'm guessing we're close to about the same age from the same era. Yep. Yep, I'm 46. I'll be 47 next month. Okay, so we were the last generation to grow up, and we had video games, but not like they do now. We were the last era that got told to come home when the streetlights come on, you know, that really got to grow up outdoors whether it was just riding right. around in the neighborhood or in the woods. You know, so many kids now, yeah. they, they've got these – and look, I'm as guilty as anybody nowadays with a phone in my hand 24-7, but I'm so glad I had the first part of my life without this attachment. Yeah, I voted. I had the right to vote. I had the right to vote before I had the uh, – before I could get on AOL. You know, so, like, I think AOL, like, that dial-up weird noise started after I think I was, like, 19, 18 or 19 or something. And so when that started, so I didn't grow up with the internet. You know, if we wanted to learn something, you know, I had to go look in, in the encyclopedia set, you know, that sat in the, in the living room, right? You know, that's how I looked things up. So, um, you know, if I wanted to learn something, I had to go out and learn it the, the hard way. You know, we didn't have Ubers. We didn't have phones. You know, we didn't have anything like that. So, well, you know, um, we know more now than we ever do, but I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I'm dumber than I've ever been, but I can tell you anything in the world in 10 seconds because I can just Google it, and it has completely ruined us on actually learning things and problem-solving. You know, it's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just Google it instead of learn it. It's on the Internet. You know, I had a guy yesterday that, that is in England talking to me because I was talking about the rattlesnakes here, and he's trying to tell me that modern moccasins are nice. He's never been here before. He lives in, or not England, he lives in Australia. But because he has Google, he's telling me about the temperament of water moccasins. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, dude, I said, I don't, I don't know what you do down under. He's like, well, Google said. I said, I don't care what Google said. I'm going to tell you right now, I have went toe-to-toe, you know, running like I was in an Olympic trial heat trying to get away from a moccasin more than once. Not because, you know, I, I triggered the snake, just because they're mean. You know, like, you know, water moccasins are mean. I've been chased by them many times. And he's like, they don't chase you. Like, we argued because it was on the Internet. And he's, again, from a different country. And I was like, come on, man. You know, like, I, I've been here. I, I grew up here. We all know cottonmouths are, are honorary. They're just mean. Well, Heather, I'm sure you know that. I'm sure you've seen that commercial that says, uh, I saw it on the Internet. It has yeah. to be true. Bonjour. Yeah, I'm a French model. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, this guy again. So I was, I was laughing, but. Uh, yep. Uh, Ashley and I are looking. I just hung up with her. Uh, as a matter of fact, my birthday, as we said, next month is my birthday. Me and her, her, her husband actually have a birthday close to each other. Uh, uh, like we're a day apart. So we are going to next month. I think we're all going to do something together for our birthdays. And that's what we were discussing is where to go. And it's going to be another adventure. So, uh, that'll be fun. As it, as it should be. So what is next in the world of Heather Smith and, uh, reality TV, more outdoor stuff? What you got, what you got planned for us in 2024? So I actually fish on the hogfin pro team. So I fish professionally offshore, uh, for tournaments. So I've got five tournaments coming up this year. I stepped down from doing bass tournaments. Um, and I am just focusing on doing uh, my offshore tournaments. So, and then I have a social media management company, and you know I help with branding for people too when they're trying to build their name. But I, I work with other companies, so I am trying to step more into uh, to working on that basis, so I could spend more time outdoors with my family. But I do have five tournaments coming up, and I'll be on the East Coast a lot. So uh, May I, I take off to the Bahamas for a tournament, and then. 
I've got two tournaments in North Carolina, then I've got two tournaments in Maryland, and those are about a week each, plus I've got pre-fishing. So I'll be spending a, a better part of the summer on the East Coast. I'm going to spend the summer on the water. We can really get to ask for more and call it work. Yeah, yep, I'll be out there fighting. At, uh, the, the White Marlin Open, Is I'll be fishing that. That's $6 million for first place. I'm fishing Big Rock. That's uh, $3.2 million for first place. I fished it last year, I think, maybe seen it in the news. There was one of the other teams that we were fishing against that we were actually friends with. Um, we heard the call out on the radio when they hooked up, and they fought it and fought it for hours, and they should have won that tournament. But a shark came up and bit it while they were fighting at Marlin, and they got disqualified. And it was just really, really sad to see because they were a great team of people. Hey, so in closing, I got a question. Being a being a female in the outdoors world and being the avid outdoors person that you are, look, I'm a I'm a parent of a daughter. I'm a father of a daughter. Uh, what, what advice would you give parents who have a young daughter about getting them involved in the outdoors? Now, like starting them involved. young. Yeah, just bring them everywhere you go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I bring my kids no matter what. Even when I do my survival training for Naked and Afraid, like, I bring my kids with me. I call them my little apocalypse partners. They've been in survival training with me for since they were, you know, little. You know, so uh, they're my little apocalypse partners. Just bring them. Don't, don't baby them. Don't, you know, oh, you're a girl. You can't just treat them equally. Get them out there, you know, get them involved. Get them their own gear, you know. Um, doesn't have to be pink, okay? Everybody likes every color, but uh, <laughs> you know, treat them the same, treat them equally, and, and just bring them with you for everything. That's funny. I, I call mean, I call mine my apocalypse posse. Huh? I call mine my apocalypse posse. Yeah, see, I call mine my apocalypse partners. Like, so if something happens, you know, if something happens to me and I get hurt, my kids need to know what to do. You know, and so and and I'm a single mom, so. Uh, that I've got these two, so if something happens to me, it's just these two. And I was like, look, you guys are going to starve if you can't figure this out, if I'm knocked out, you know? So, um, And one of y'all better figure out how to make me better, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, and, you know, I know, I, I, know, I know we ain't talking no politics, but I'm just going to say this, you know, things could get really, really bad the next couple of years, so people need to be learning these survival skills uh, just they in case. They do, they do. I mean, well, prime example, you know, like <clears throat> I was laughing the other day, we were talking, and they, you know, we lost it the power for AT&T, and somebody tried to say it was a solar affair. Well, the NOAA just put out uh, a statement, and these are the people that monitor space, and they said it was not because of a solar flare, which we all know it wasn't because of a solar flare. And I said, I even said, I go, uh, guys, I, I'm not trying to, you know, be the, the, the argument, you, know, you know, the one arguing here, but we all have satellites up in our space, right? You know, we, I've got, I'm with Verizon. So Verizon's right next to AT&T or whatever. They're all together, you know. Like, it, if it's going to be a tidal wave, it's not just going to take out one satellite, right? Like, so they're all going down, you know. So uh, the uh, That was the same thing I was thinking. I'm like, our, our local cell phone stuff here, C Spire, uh, the Mississippi-based yeah. one, theirs worked fine. I'm an AT&T customer, but AT&T didn't. These other ones did. Sorry, solar flare wasn't the answer. Yeah, no, it definitely not the answer. Like I, I didn't lose power, but seeing everybody how they all kind of went back to this little house on the prairie and everybody lost their crap, you know, <laughs> for a minute, you know, because they they didn't have cell phone service. Like I'm really concerned about. Like you guys really, people really need to get out and and learn the land and and learn how to handle things because people have really taken the fact that they have I you know what they call smartphones in their hands and, and people cannot 
I, that's the one thing I can tell you, like going on naked and afraid. When you go out there, they take your phone. Obviously, they take your clothes. But, you know, you're so used to Googling what to do, right, because when in any situation, because we have our phones. Well, you know, I've been conditioned now not to do that because I don't have shit. I don't even have shoes, you know. Um, but the rest of society is conditioned to do that. If that was only a precursor for a few hours to show them that they really need to, you know, guys, go get books. Nobody's getting books anymore. Everybody's got these, you know, audio books. Oh, what are you going to do if you don't have electricity? Get books. Go out there. Get outside with your family. Learn how to do it. You know, do some little training classes. It's, it's just good to have these survival skills. You know, it's, it's basic survival skills and it's something to do with your family. That's a good thing. Heather, I could have this conversation all day. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We're bumping up against a break. How can people find you online and follow you? Heather Smith Outdoors. I'm on Heather Smith Outdoors on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, Threads. I think I named all of them, you know, but pretty much all of it. I mean, I reach about 14 million people a month on my social media. So uh, I'd, I'd really try to encourage people to get out. I try to encourage positivity, and I try to encourage growth and, and Stop the cynicism. Everybody just be cool with each other. Love everybody. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm going to uh, get back in touch with you about your social media uh, business stuff there. I've mine's reached a point where I need to learn how to uh, manage it a little bit better. So I may be yeah, in touch with absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know my number. Yep. All right. Heather Smith, thank you so much for taking the time this morning, Heather. Uh, thanks for having me on, Clay. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Hey, man, that was kind of unplanned. Uh, we were having a conversation this morning about something unrelated, and I was like, hey, while I got you, can I get you on the radio? And she was like, absolutely. So really cool to get a big star like uh, Heather Smith here on the show. Let's take a break. We'll be right back.